Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. This is the uh, boiling frog's moment of truth. Okay, you all know the story about how you boil frogs. You very gradually raise the temperature and then the frog doesn't realize he's being boiled alive in time, right? <clears throat> but there's a moment when the frog suddenly awakens to the fact that, hey, it's getting hot in here. Uh, and uh, and uh, it realizes that it, it's, it's not staying the same. It's actually getting hotter. Uh, and if this keeps on, uh, this is not going to be very good for my health, right? So th the frog has that moment in which it still has the strength to leap out of the pot. And then there's the second moment that comes at some point afterwards where it no longer has the strength to leap out of the pot. Most souls now are within those two moments. For some, they've already gone past the second moment. For some, they're approaching the first moment, but they haven't quite become aware of how hot it really is yet. And they're... Uh, they're trying to talk themselves out of it and say, no, no, I, I am imagining it's a little hotter, you know, or, okay, it's one or two degrees, but I'll adapt to the new normal. And, uh, you know, I, I can stay in here and find ways of, uh, of, of, of coping with the situation and, uh, and then not taking advantage of the fact that it was the last moment when one could leap out of the matrix. and gain liberation, <clears throat> because it takes great strength. It takes strength of will, and it takes um, uh, an understanding, a deeply processed uh, level of wisdom about the nature of what is really going on that uh, is necessary to give one the strength to take the leap into the unknown. Right? In a way, it's kind of like what Terence McKenna used to talk about. You know, he was a very interesting uh, uh, thinker of the late 20th century. And uh, he was always talking about the end of the world, the eschaton, the transcendental object at the end of time. You know, he even predicted it was going to happen in 2012. He didn't quite get it, but not that far off, another you know, decade or more off, and he'd be, he'd be accurate. But uh, the point is, when he would talk about the end of the world, everybody was very happy about it. They were laughing and enjoying it. When I talk about it, they get upset, you know? <laughs> Why? Maybe it's because we are very close to that second moment, if not past it already. So it's, it's no longer a, a conceptual toy uh, to, uh, to play with. 
But what he said was that the world was a struggle between two uh, urges, uh, between the urge of, uh, to stay in a state of habit and, uh, and to seek novelty. Right? Habit and novelty are those two forces that we're always trying to, uh, to juggle. And we want a certain amount of habit to have stability and regularity and, you know, it's my time to exercise and my time to eat and my time, you know, so everyone uh, has a kind of regimen that's habitual and regular and they don't have to convince themselves every day that they ought to do this or that. Uh, but if you have too much of that uh, and not enough uh, time of total creativity, uh, in, in which you are able to uh, leap into the unknown levels of your own consciousness and download new creative insights and ideas and uh, revelations that will be given by the grace of that supreme intelligence to anyone who wants them. Uh, it's that. Do you want uh, what novelty can bring? Do you want the absolute infinite creative uh, intelligence to, uh, to offer you access to that, uh, that level of consciousness. Because it's not closed, it's open to everyone if you want it, but uh, the problem is that the more you know, uh, the more you realize that everything you thought and were living in is an illusion. And so, uh, as you break free of the habit of believing in the illusions and the concepts and the beliefs of the ego, then uh, things become very strange and surreal and dreamy. And, uh, and it's not so easy to realize that, in fact, uh, we are being dreamed. And who is the dreamer of this dream? We are being dreamed, but we are also the dreamers. And the recognition of that relationship, of the, uh, the different tiers of dreaming, T-I-E-R-S, the different levels of the sediment of consciousness that carries uh, the dream field throughout, through the entire spectrum of consciousness, uh, which is entirely available to those who uh, wish to have the entire the entire game revealed. <clears throat> but when you get to the, the point that um, between the two uh, moments, uh, then, then the frog has to begin to take things very seriously. I made a few notes that I want to take out and maybe uh, see, make sure I don't forget too much. It's not only a battle between habit and novelty, but also between Thanatos and Eros, these two forces. Uh, Thanatos being the death drive, and it, it appears uh, in that, uh, that way of denial of the taking of the leap out of the pot. Uh, and the Eros is, is the upper death drive, but it's the willingness to leap into eternal life regardless of what is our uh, uh, fate in uh, biological life. And, and so one needs to have the recognition that life is not inherently biological. 
that the level that we call bios or zoe, you know, the zoological level, those levels of our, our consciousness, they're there in the drives and in the somatic uh, manifestations. But consciousness itself pre-exists the body, pre-exists the world, and post-exists. Uh, and uh, so if we recognize and uh, cling to that level of consciousness that is bodiless and formless, then uh, none of what is happening here will create a disturbance. And not only will it not create a disturbance, but it will, um, it will be recognized as uh, infinitely beautiful. <clears throat> so, um, in terms of the social order, there's, some, there's another point that is, I think, useful. As, the, as we get to that last moment where the frog can still even think about uh, having uh, a choice, uh, there's a recognition that one's consciousness had been usurped by or at least given over voluntarily to a collective mindset, to a paradigm of reality that you bought into, that you didn't create. Every ego is, uh, ha has a, uh, a worldview imposed upon it an identity imposed upon it at birth, and a, uh, a structure of, uh, of, of feelings and attitudes and reactions and a sense of, uh, of what uh, life is about and, uh, and what one should be doing. And, uh, and the ultimate uh, source of these uh, paradigms of reality that are carried by the ego that it, you got through the family system. The family system got from the cultural and the social order and the big other, right, of uh, the, the uh, ruling powers of the world, most of whom or which you're not even knowing or supposed to know from their perspective. but. Uh, those uh, conditions, for example, like capitalism and uh, uh, all the various uh, aspects of how one should live that you are indoctrinated into and take for granted, uh, that is based upon the belief that you are an ego, you're a body, and your desires are all about the body and all about taking uh, care of the family and all of the, the culture and the religion and the state. And, uh, and serving uh, their, uh, their orders, following their orders. And so there was a, a theorist back in the 20s and 30s in Italy who was actually the head of the Italian Communist Party and a, a great thinker. And uh, it was uh, Mussolini who put him in prison for, I, I think, his entire life once he was in and he never got out. But he wrote some very important um, books while in prison, the prison notebooks being one. His name is Antonio Gramsci, G-R-A-M-S-C-I. And uh, one of his concepts that I think is very important is the distinction between hegemony and dominance. So the dominant powers that are ruling the situation, 
that are, you know, coming out with uh, injections that you have to take and with the mottos you have to trust the science and et cetera, et cetera, uh, creating lockdowns and uh, social distancing and all the kinds of arbitrary rules that people have somehow agreed to follow. Most of the following of those rules was not based on, uh, on what Gramsci would call the dominance of the order. Uh, there is that, and there was more and more of it, but most of it was based on the concept of hegemony. Hegemony versus dominance. And the dominance means when the cops have to come out and beat you up and, and forcibly uh, restrict you uh, in order to keep your mask on or whatever else is being ordered. And hegemony is when uh, you accept it. You do it voluntarily without resistance and you assume, oh yes, for the greater good, you know, Big Brother said it, it must be true. Uh, Fauci wouldn't lie to us, right? Uh, and nor would Bill Gates, nor would, uh, you know, whoever is the, the, the demon of the week. But the, uh, the, the point is there's a, uh, a sense of, uh, of, of almost inherently needing to follow those orders. And, uh, and as long as that sense is there, that we have some obligation to obey, uh, then we are under the hegemony of those powers. So if you want uh, to live in a state of freedom, uh, then you have to break through that hegemonic control of your mind in order to be able to think critically about what is best uh, for you personally, for your family, for your life, for the world, and, uh, and not be under uh, the, a belief system which will determine the outcome of your thinking. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world.